Hello and welcome to Speak the Words, the Stormlight Archive podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Mingo. And this is a podcast where we currently don't go through the story of the Wave Kings bit by bit because we're going through the whole fucking thing. Well, we're going to review the whole thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about the whole thing. Uh, next week, Mango will take us through the whole thing in, in one sitting. Yippee. But today, we're, we're going to just kind of we're going to kind of talk a bit, a bit about uh, everything that happened. Refresh Mango on some things that you might not remember happened. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> we've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. All right, Mango. It's been like a week and a couple of days since we finished. I, I was wondering, you and I have talked, obviously, since then. But we've talked specifically about the book since then. And I wanted to know, now that we're kind of done and, and away from it a little bit, how are you feeling about the first book? It feels like there's more that needs to be read. <laughs> it doesn't feel like... You know how the first book is supposed to usually be, like, good enough as a standalone? Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't tie up all the loose ends? This one doesn't tie up all the loose ends. There's so much it doesn't tie up. Like, you cannot read only this book. No, no, you can't. You'd have to go on to to the next one. If if they cut out the scene... No, you couldn't. I, I think that it's a good... I think, I think that Kaladin has a complete arc in this book. Um, and he's well, probably he's the only like... character. It's like Leapfrog arced. He finished his yeah. first jump. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I just, I really love that his final sentence in the book is like, he had managed to save somebody, finally. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, I, oh God. How do you feel about some of the reveals from the very end? Uh, well, they were um, definitely eye-opening. <laughs> We talked a little bit about, um, since, cause I, I just sent you the Ars Arcanum. I actually did, didn't send you all of it. I, there are pages on Fabrials as well that I didn't send. Um, but I send you the stuff on the Windrunners and how the lashings work. Mm-hmm. So now you have an idea, you know what the difference between, uh, the two surges that they're using are. Mm-hmm. So if anybody was listening last week and was wondering, uh, if there were going to be any updates on that, um. It is, it is, it is, uh, gravity and, and adhesion. You stick things and you change gravity. That's what Windrunners do. That's what Kaladin can do. Yes. That's what Kaladin can do. That's what Zeth can do. So when he tried to run along the, the wall of the The chasm, Mm -hmm. he could have, he just didn't know how. Yeah, he just doesn't know how to. Um... And at the end of the book, uh, Kal- Kaladin's like, all right, let's figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. So that will be presumably book two. And, you know, like, I'm excited to do book two. I think Warbreaker is going to be a nice break because you will get almost every answer by the end of Warbreaker. Um, That's good. There, there's, there's some things where you're going to be like, is he planning to write more? Uh, which he he is, and also it ties into Stormlight, so there are some questions you might have at the end of Warbreaker that will be answered in Stormlight. Um, but 
for the most part, it's it's one complete story on its own, which will be nice. Um, I what was what else did I want to bring up about the future? Uh, I wanted to bring up the uh, oh yes, uh, I hope I hope you had fun with Dalinar because um, uh, next book he takes pretty big step back. He's he's definitely not as big a part of the second book. Because it's not his book. It's not, but like even this book wasn't his book. And he I actually was curious. Well yeah, but it, this book kind of establishes like three main yes. characters. Yes. And uh oh that's a lot of people's have a complaint about Words of Radiance that Dalinar took a step back in it. Uh, I don't mind. I don't really care. Um Shalana is a much bigger part, obviously, next book, since it's her book. Uh, but you said you didn't really like her in that book. Oh, I don't. Um, that, that, I, it's not her. I don't like the ghost blood plot. Uh, at least <clears throat> I didn't like it. Until Rhythm of War or the, the fourth book. And then there was a reveal where I was like, oh, wait, no, maybe I do like this plot. Uh, so it, it's but, it's like it's not that you don't like her it's that you don't like no. the chapters she is in. Yeah, I don't like the plot she's doing that she's participating in. Um, a lot of people don't like her <laughs> in the next couple books. Um, I don't have an issue with her as a character. I have an issue with the ghost blood plot because I just think it's kind of standard. <laughs> I don't know. It it I don't think it's as unique as some of the other plots in a sanderson book all right on to this book let's talk about kaladin's backstory first because that's what that let's just get it all out of the way let's just talk about it now um how did you feel about his backstory overall compared like obviously when we meet him he's like and he's enslaved and it's like oh how did this happen because the chapter before, he's, like, a, a leader in an army, and now he's in a, a slave wagon. Were you satisfied with, like, the journey and learning about Kaladin as in his backstory? I was satisfied with learning it. I wasn't necessarily... For a while, I wasn't satisfied with the order, because it kind of mm -hmm. went out of order. Mm -hmm. But... Because we skip over Tien's death. Yeah, but then they bring it up at the climax of the book, and I feel like that really suited it. So, now I'm um, satisfied. I didn't feel satisfied when it was going on. Like it's the end of a Marvel movie, at the end of the credits, I will tease you. Bright Lord Amaram will return. It's not the last we've seen of him. Oh, he didn't get murdered yet? Kaladin <laughs> uh, sure wishes. Mm -hmm. Okay, part one of the book. Uh, part one for Kaladin was just like him. We met him enslaved. He got to the Shattered Plains and he, uh, he joined the bridge crew and also, uh, considered killing himself. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, can you stretch back to how you were feeling about at the beginning? Because it's slow. Yeah, it is very slow. Um, <laughs> I was kind of... Well, that was like the first couple episodes, and I was mm -hmm. just kind of like, "Huh, this is this is slow." 
<laughs> we're kind of just trucking along. But also, like, once it got to that, and then the switch, it was like, it made me feel more invested in him as a character. Mm-hmm. Even though it was slow, I still wanted to see him come back and see him feel better about who he was <laughs> eventually. That's what we all want. Yeah. So I feel like that was like a really good way to introduce him at the beginning because even though it's slow at the beginning you feel emotionally invested in this character and want to see them carry on so like you keep going even though it's slow mm-hmm. and then Brandon Sanderson is able to introduce a lot of ideas that aren't going to pay off until much later <laughs> But Lots you don't realize that's too. happening because you're just following depressed Kaladin. I believe uh, another thing we get a lot more of in Words of Radiance is Bridge 4. And like them as individuals rather than just as this collective of slaves. Because they ain't slaves anymore. No, they're not. Now they now they can kind of open up a little bit more. Um, Shallan in part one. Uh, it's just, it's just her trying to get accepted as Yasna's ward. Yeah, it's, Uh, it's, there, there's not much going on. It's not exciting. There's really nothing that happens. The, the part where she turned, uh, Yasna turns, um. The people into, like, stones and crystals? No, no, that, when she turns the. Oh, the rock. Uh, wall into smoke. Yes, yes. Because that's the first. like, it, it didn't seem interesting at the time. Well, it was, like, interesting, but not, like, now I need to pay attention to this because I need to figure out who <laughs> she's, like, not related to, but related to, you know? Mm-hmm. Who she's connected to. Um, was, also, we got the kind of twist ending towards the end of that part where it's like, oh, and Shalon is doing all this to steal the Soulcaster. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, like, the rest of that part was kind of like, eh. Okay. Alright, I want to talk about the interludes real quick then. Um, or the first set at least. The first one was, uh, the fisherman who was, who met the strangers that were looking for a man named Hoyd. Uh-huh. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, they never found him. Good. They, they just had to leave. The second interlude was about uh, Nan Balat, who is Shallan's older brother, who is torturing small animals. And I guess this was kind of the first hint that we got about, like, that there that there was uh, the people. Well, now we know they're the ghost bloods, but the people were, like, coming to the Balat family and being like, hey, or not the Balat family, the Devar family, sorry. And being like, hey, give us our shit back. And then you know what? Instead of instead of taking the Zeth interludes interlude, but I just want to talk about Zeth uh, overall right now. What do you think of Zeth's? Because we got, I guess, we have the prologue with him, and then we have one, two, 
three three interludes so i guess we get four chapters overall or no then we have the fifth one in part five so we get five chapters with him how did you feel about about zeth's story in this are you like because it's not it's not a lot it's it's kind of setting him up to have a bigger part in the next book more mm-hmm. than anything um well the beginning was interesting because he was being an assassin mm-hmm. obviously um and that's like the first look we have into the like world the we're going to be in cuz like the the prologue prologue was thousands of years previous yeah. so it wasn't the same kind of environment mm-hmm. so that was the first look we got at the environment it was the first look we got at any of the magic um it was the catalyst for the entire rest of the book. <laughs> it's um, the catalyst for a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like it was good. The next one wasn't the most interesting. Yeah. Because it was literally just him getting picked up by some people and turned into a slave again. Mm-hmm. Um, one after that. Was when he got the list from the person, right? Yeah, that's when he went to go kill one person and found another person there with the heads of both his target and his current master and was like, hey, you're mine now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And gave him the list. Yeah. And then the next one was him uh, killing one of the high princes. I, I got something wrong on that. That was not a high prince. That was the king of Yakoved. Oh. He he killed, like, straight up the monarch. Okay. Presumably now there's going to be uh, a war for power in Yakoved among the high princes. And then he was, like, blaming the king. He was blaming the people for yep. hosting a dinner that day when the king knew that he would be coming. Mm-hmm. And, like, blaming it on them for why he had to take so many lives. And then the last one was him with Taravangian. But, mm-hmm. like, did, were you were you satisfied with the amount of Zeth that we got in the book? Did you want more? Is he a character that you're like, more Zeth, more Zeth, more? Or are you like, I, I'm okay if this is the amount he's in? Um, I, well, I'm expecting him to be in the other books, so we're gonna yeah. get more. But are you like, I want Zeth to be like a Shallan level character and have that much no, time? You d- not no, not that much. Okay. I feel like if, because he's kind of like an antagonist right now. Mm-hmm. Do you I feel like, like Zeth? if he's interesting. Okay. I don't know if I necessarily like him like him, but like he's interesting he's a okay i think he's a good character Mm -hmm. um but i was like if we got as much of him as we got for like shallan i feel like he would lose impact as an antagonist Mm -hmm. because like part of the whole reason why we're like ooh, he's dangerous is because we don't know a whole lot about him. 
but we know he's capable of killing <laughs> a lot of people and he know and we know that he's willing to um blame it on other people to make him feel better so he'll do even more murder it's it's just funny to me because <laughs> he's the he's the flashback character for book 5 the the one i'm waiting on uh mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here desperately like I need I because I'm de I desperately need more of him because he's from Shin and Shin is a weird place and I want to know more about Shinovar. Mm -hmm. Um and so I'm just here like yes more more Zeth more Zeth. I need to know more <laughs> about Shinovar, please. I'm fucking I I I need hundreds of thousands of words about Zeth and his past on Shinovar, please. Not that much. That would be a lot. But well, I think that the further on that we get the more he could be introduced. Mm -hmm. But, like, starting off the first book, I feel like I'm happy with the amount of Zeth we got. Yes. Because he's yes. still mysterious, but you still also are kind of like, he's not evil, but he's, but he's scared. willing to blame other people for his really bad crimes. And Which continue is, doing them. And that's what Hoyt talks about with the Wandersale story. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is, you know, and Zeth is unwilling to take responsibility. Well, and then um, at the very end, you see he's, it's like an example of how he's not evil. Yeah. Because he's with Taravangian. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? You're killing these people. You're about to you kill almost... children. Just he for... almost kills Taravangian. He thinks about yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, you. we know he's not evil, but he's still the antagonist. And I feel like that's really interesting mm -hmm. to set up an antagonist that's not evil, but still has really, really bad crimes. Because yes. normally, someone who has done that much bad, you would think would be evil. But... He's not he evil. Joy he it. just uh, deflects responsibility. I want to hit on some of the other interlude characters we met and kind of just get a, like, would you like to see more of them or not? Um, we were introduced to Risen, who was uh, the, the girl the who went to girl. Shin. Shinova, yes. Would you like to see more of her? You said we're going to see more of her. So. Yeah, I, you don't get a choice on that one. You're going <laughs> to see more of her. But, like, like... She she's weirdly important. Um, would mm. are you excited to see more of her? No. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> when when I flipped the page in Words of Radiance and got to the Risen interlude, I was like, her again? Her really? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Axe I want to see more of that blue fucker who was studying the sprint. Axie's the collector. Yeah. I want to see more of him as well. He's. <laughs> I actually cannot remember if he's in. I, I can't remember if he's in another interlude or not. I think he is, but I'm not sure. Like um, you meet a character who's allegedly, well, he's not immortal, but he lives a long time. His skin mm -hmm. is blue, and he shows up naked. So it's like, uh, this is interesting. <laughs> And he's, like, studying Sprint and shit. And he can manipulate yeah. his body and shit. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to see more we, of him. 
<laughs> we met a herald in one of the uh in one of the interludes. Oh yeah. What's her face? Art hate, bitch. Is it Shalash? I think it's Shalash. I want to know why the fuck she doesn't want people depicting her face. Yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh. And I'm still mad at her for destroying art, even if it's of her. Because I'm like, people spend a long, long, long time working on art. And, like, it's their pride and joy. And you just destroyed it just because you're like, I don't like depictions of me. Like, fuck you. We will learn more about the Heralds. Uh... As as the series goes on, um, God, I fucking uh, Shalash is uh oh God, book A, I think he said we were gonna see her flashbacks. What the fuck? Yeah, he he said every character that we're gonna see flashbacks of, um, the two heralds that we're gonna see flashbacks of as of right now are Shalash and Tom. Mm. Um, Tom's kind of important. Yeah, tall. Uh, Poor tall. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in more of Shalash. Um, let's talk about the rest of Shalon's storyline. Let's, let's just, let's just. So, because her storyline in this book, a lot of it is world building. It's a lot of her chapters are just her reading a book and that being a vehicle to deliver information about the world to the reader. Or capsule flirting yeah. with her. And likewise through his flirtation, delivering information about the world to the reader. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so that's like, how did you feel about Shalon as a character? Pretty much up until I think the turning point is when she starts to see the creatures. I, you know, I when she starts when to like, draw them multiple times. Like when she's running around, the that castle. one. Yes. I think that's the scene where her story kind of changes. Yeah. Because that's also when she visits Shadesmar. Yeah, before that, I was kind of, like, bored by her. Mm -hmm. I wasn't invested Mm -hmm. in her story. But then she started seeing, like, weird symbol dementors. And I was like, what the... This is... This is spooky. I don't don't like this. This is, like, horror level. What the fuck is going on? You know? Uh, we're gonna meet... We're gonna meet her sill next book. Her spren. Her spren. I'm so excited because I love them so much. <laughs> They're like one of my favorite characters. All this I love all the spren. They're like my favorite characters. How did you feel at the end of Shalon's storyline? Like, for a storyline that's pretty boring for most of the book, it dumps a lot on you at the end. Uh yeah. Yasna accepted her back a little bit too quickly. Okay. Other than that, I felt like it was good. It it was like, it was a plot, but it was like less important than the other plot. Because mm-hmm. like, Kaladin and Dalinar's plot was like the main meat yeah. of the whole thing. Because one of them is like a slave and trying to survive. The other one is playing political games. And then they yeah. both meet in the middle is Dalinar playing the game, or is the game being played while he's desperately looking around like an old man, confused and scared? Like, um, Dalinar is tied down, and then Sadius is moving his pieces for him. 
(laughs) (laughs) Anyway. How'd how'd you feel about Dalinar then? Like, because his entire plot in the book is, am I crazy or am I not crazy? And eventually we get the answer. You're not crazy. At least not that way. Um, And he kind of is... is, Because his lesson at the end of this is oddly enough, or what he takes from everything that happens is, I can't be a peaceful man. I have to be a warmonger. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um... I don't think that's not exactly what he takes away from it. But he does... I can't try to fight against everything that's happening. I have to lead and lead it mm-hmm. a different direction. I can't try to be holier than thou with the others. I have to play a little bit in order to force them to be better. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't just expect them all to get better without any intervention from myself. You can't treat adults like adults when they're not capable of acting like adults. How do you feel about the king's uncle walking into his throne room and just, I mean, essentially taking control of the kingdom in that moment? That was interesting. It's like, hey, nephew, I'm going to beat you the fuck up because I love you. And why would you ever think I would kill you? It was like, huh, okay. And it's like, he's like, no, Elokar is king. And I will serve him. But in that moment, he go he takes control of the kingdom. Yeah, because Elokar's a fucking dumbass. That's true. I'm no argument. <laughs> but like, like I, hey, I, you need a kick in the right direction because you're being a dumbass, and I'm your uncle, and you respect me, so you're gonna do what I say. I I think Dalinar's a little bit in denial about his role and everything. It's like, well, I can't be king. So, I, I can be king just... in everything but name. <laughs> yep. Uh, what'd you think of Adolin? Not much. He's like... <laughs> I was gonna say he's a himbo, but without the dumb part. Because he's not dumb, just slightly self-centered. Uh, we didn't get an, nearly enough of the best character, Renarin. Um, <laughs> but what we got of him was good. Uh, Are you gonna cosplay Renarin to Dragonsteel? I should. I should. I should do it. Do it. What'd you think of Dalinar and Navani's relationship? (laughs) The romance plot of the book. I'm the type that's like, if I'm not invested in a romance, I'm like, no, don't kiss. (laughs) Even if I actually think that they would be like, even when, let's say, I'm at the movie theater. And I actually think that a couple would be really cute together. I'll still be like, no, don't kiss. Because I'm like, <laughs> just just keep going with the story. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me, but like, that's a thing I do. It was kind of like, the only thing I didn't like about it was the fact that she didn't take no for an answer. Yeah. When uh, yeah. you should be taking no for an answer, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman. If someone mm-hmm. says no, you need, you need to kind of respect that. And you can, like, be assertive and be like, listen, I know you're simping. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> and no one's going to think bad. Well, it doesn't matter if people think badly of you for courting me because, like, they are going to hate you either way. So, <laughs> it's like, 
I appreciated that she was a strong woman and that she was assertive. I didn't appreciate that she didn't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. There's my answer. I agree. Uh, that That is the only thing that I... I, that's the only time I've ever had a problem with Navani's character. Uh, otherwise, I, I really like Navani. Um, all right, let's talk about Kaladin. I think that's the last character we got to talk about. Uh, how did Kaladin has a very simple story in this book? I'd say he probably has the simplest, which is just—I mean, he has the most page count, obviously, and mm-hmm. the, the most time, but he. His story is pretty much take this group of people who are at the lowest points in their lives and make them want to live again. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does over the course of the book. And yeah, I feel like for him, it's like the overall plot is very simple, but all the little details about why he does each and everything he does is very interesting. You get a lot of that in like the backstories, mm-hmm. but like the 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 plot is simple. The reasons and how they go about doing the plot is very interesting. He's a pretty complex character, I think. Yes. I I. What do you think about his views on light eyes? Um, I those views were kind of taught to him. Mm-hmm. It's like dark eyes don't like light eyes because they're treated as lesser than, mm-hmm. and reaffirmed by the actions used against him or the actions mm-hmm. committed against him. Uh, something I find interesting about Kaladin as a character is he's very disillusioned, and every time a light eyes does anything good. He immediately discounts it as like, oh, they're just doing it for their image or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like, even with I mean, Alan, that's like what his experience was. Yeah, yeah. Growing yeah. up, no. So like, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Cal- he never even... knew a single kind, light like eyes. respectable light eyes besides maybe that girl, and then she ended up marrying mm-hmm. that dickhead. So. Oh, that dickhead's dead. So. Uh, the 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 son. Oh no no he did no. I thought you were talking about the son. She was going to marry the son, but then he died. So now she had to fucking yeah. Fucking Rashon, dude. Oh my god. Um. So so. I just I always think about the scene with where Dalinar is confronting Sadius and uh, Kaladin's watching, and as soon as Sadius is like, nope, won't give you the Bridgman. Khaled is like, oh, fucking, I knew Dalinar sucked. He he wasn't able to do it. He uh, And then, like, I just think it's so interesting how quickly Kaladin falls into this hatred. And I think it's very realistic. And what makes, part of what makes him a complex character. Because he's not, he's not entirely right. You know, we know that Dalinar is doing things for the right reason. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are light eyes like Yasna or Adolin, or really it's only in the Cullen family if, as of right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I would say Elokar is trying. 
He's too he's dumb to figure it. it out. He's bad at it, but I don't think he's malicious and, and like evil like uh, like Sadius is. At least not in this book. So, uh, really quickly, because we only have a couple minutes, I think, left. Let's talk about uh let's talk about the epilogue were you expecting more from the because the epilogue i think is pretty huge it's it told him show him back up it's like looking at everest uh-huh. through a telescope from like 10 miles away <laughs> it's like it's a really important thing but because we're looking at it from like look like because everything before it was so calm and like weird mm-hmm. and he just shows up it's like what the fuck That's hello one of, my, one of my favorite things about hoyd and they get into it later on in the books is he's like i yeah i just fucking show up places and stuff happens i don't know <laughs> i just know i have to go somewhere and something will happen like, he wasn't like, oh, man, Tone's going to be here. I got to go wait for him. He was like, something's like, going to happen in Kolinar. I got to go be there. What are you doing it. here? Oh, I'm waiting. Yeah. And, you know, he's being cryptic and fucking with people, but he doesn't know what he's waiting for. Nope. He just is... knows he needs to be there either as the catalyst or to know what's going on so he can be a catalyst later. And every uh, every book... Every Stormlight Books epilogue is a is a Hoyd POV. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the only Hoyd POV you're ever going to get. <laughs> Until, I think, Mistborn Era 4 will get Hoyd POVs. And Dragonsteel will have Hoyd POVs, because those are about him. Um, but, like... Dragonsteel? Know, Dragonsteel is the origin of the Cosmere. You mean... Wasn't it Steel Heart or Steel something? I was at the store yesterday and I was like, Steel something is the name of one of his books. Steel Heart is the first book in the Reckoners trilogy, oh. which is kind of like the boys, but if written by a Mormon guy. <laughs> so like it doesn't take the concept to its extent. Uh, I, I had problems with uh, the Reckoners. The latest Reckoners book was awesome because it was written by somebody else. And Sanderson co-wrote it. So, like, it has Sanderson's plotting, but it went an extra step in the darkness. Because Sanderson mm. doesn't like to write things that are super dark. And I'm cool with that, because I don't always love to read things that are super dark. But I think the concept He doesn't want to, boys... like, like, dwell on them enough to yeah. write them. But he's but willing to read them. But if you're doing evil superheroes, that's kind of like... Yeah. You know, you kind of got Okay, so <laughs> the... gotta go it is named Dragonsteel, okay. Yeah, Dragonsteel is going to be the trilogy that is about uh, Hoyd and a lot more. Uh, you know who else is going to pop up in Dragonsteel Mango? I don't know. The gods? A certain uh, a certain dead dead dude named uh, Tanavast. Oh, damn. Okay. And I'm so, I really want to know more about Tanavast and like who he was as a person, if he was cool or not. Because uh, like he's fucking dead now, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited for I'm really excited for Dragonsteel. It'll be written in like 40 years. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about from the book before we get out of here? There was something and then you started talking about something else and I forgot it. 
How did you? Okay, I have one. I have one more question for you. How did you feel about the tower battle? Because the book is very light. Like we we see Dalinar like slaughter and Parshendi throughout the book, but it's very light on like big action sequences until the tower. Mm-hmm. The um actual description of the battle. I don't know if it was you like not describing every single thing. Oh, yeah, that they that did. <laughs> okay. Well, it it felt like, yeah, there's something important going on, but like I'm not feeling it because I'm not reading all the fight sequences, mm-hmm. and you're not reading all of them to me. So, mm-hmm. it it's it's the the sequence is just a lot of Alethi soldiers dying, killing their way through through the Parshendi masses, trying to mm-hmm. get to the bridgeman. Like that's most of the sequence, but like you get Kaladin swearing the second ideal. Yeah, yeah, their their side was really good. Yeah, ooh, Man. Uh, I think I I noticed earlier in the book uh, that I remembered earlier in the book a Parshendi shardbearer salutes Dalinar during a bridge run. Like they don't get in on the fighting, but they salute Dalinar with their shard blade, and that is the same Parshendi shardbearer that he fights at the end of the book. Huh. Um. Which. I can I can I can say it's the name of the chapter is Eshonai. That's the name of the Parshendi person that he fought. Oh. Cuz they they named the chapter Eshonai, but don't ever say the person's name. I'm just trying to think about like why they saluted Dalinar but then tried to kill him later. And when they did meet Dalinar later, they were they seemed very focused on them. They were like, "It is you." Oh, like I was thinking maybe it was because like he changed his the way he was doing stuff, so they saw him as less honorable or something. But now I'm like, mm, I don't know, I don't know about that. All right, I have one final question for you. Uh. Obviously, we're taking this break for Warbreaker, so it'll be a little bit before we get into uh, Words of Radiance. But what is the plot line that you're most excited to see continue forward? Uh, who the fuck are the Parshendi, and why did they lose all their powers? Okay. Did they lose their powers? Why are they not as devastating as they were before? Is there going to be like a sort of hive mind uprising from all the slaves that destroys everything. I really appreciate the you you will you will And who the, the fuck is the Stormfather and what does he have to do <laughs> with everything else? Who's lingering will and why can he wield the keyblade? Key <laughs> Who's the Stormfather and why why can he wield the keyblade? Um you will you will learn a lot more about the Parshendi uh, next book. I would say to the detriment of later books. Um, Dang. There's a later book where I was reading and I was like, I could tell that Sanderson had, when initially mapping out the series, planned to really get into the Parshendi then, but moved it up to book two because he didn't want it to wait so long. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, in a later book, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I know all this already because we talked about it in book two. 
Mm-hmm. And we're kind of retreading ground that you had planned on doing right here for the first time originally, but uh, because of how things shook out, you didn't. Um, that's all I have for you, Mango. Okay. Uh, why don't you go ahead and you know tell people where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitch at Mango Asteroid, and you can find me on Twitter at Mango Asteroid. Um, I rarely use Twitter, but occasionally I post memes about Sora being in Smash. Um, <laughs> where can people find you, Sean? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. You guys can follow this show on Twitter at at Speak Stormlight. Uh, we are on Anchor at anchor.fm slash speak the words. You guys can email us at speak the words ASP at gmail.com. Our cover art was made by Tyler. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Tyler Tylerims. And uh, that's it for us tonight. Next week, Mango, you will be explaining to our friend Mike the plot of this book so good luck uh i'm gonna send you notes after this not for you to use but for you to look at and take what you want from um all right guys we'll see you guys next time uh thanks for listening and as always life before death strength before weakness journey before destination